So developing or cultivating towards samadhi and uh, samadhi unification of the all those diversifying energies in the mind, in the body, tension, bodily tension, or numbness or imbalance, mental tension, agitation, flurrying, you know, the whole lot. Needs to first of all kind of unwind all that stuff and then smooth it out. Unification. So it's it's uh, essential because if this isn't done, then those various knots and and uh, tensions don't get addressed. There's no real insight. There's no real release. We can, um, you know, actually don't either don't get there. Or as I was saying earlier, and it's noted that some people do have samadhi experiences and then have breakdowns afterwards or go psychotic because they have uh, <clears throat> you know concentrated the mind but not actually unraveled its com- its stuff so you, you end up kind of cementing things you get a certain sense of stability or even ecstatic experiences but um, the purification hasn't occurred. <clears throat> it's very important to uh, understand the, the means and the aim of samadhi, so it's not just um, something we just take blindly or or kind of go steam hammering away at. But the the aims of it are so that the mind is unified as a sense of calm, pleasantness. And you also are, you know, going into certain areas where we get reflexes, where you get fear reflexes or anger reflexes or craving reflexes. These kind of energies that suddenly burst up. Um, these are not decisions. They're not things we deliberately concoct. These are things that happen to us. It's what I mean by reflex. So you don't can't do that just through thought. You've got to go, go underneath thought, which is one of the qualities of samadhi. Is uh, you know, the thought functioning is is substantially reduced to being more like just a a monitor or a watchman, but not actually you know associative, discursive thought. So we come below that level of the mind or behind that, or however you like to put it. The journey to that, and samadhi generally comes rather late in the list of factors of uh, meditation and cultivation that Buddha teaches, and sometimes rather late in our experience as well. And are fairly uh, clear guidelines, the map the road map begins with morality, gladness, sense of confidence, happiness in oneself, bodily ease, then the kind of joy that comes with that, and then samadhi. So these are simplifying it somewhat, but it's 
of this nature there's a kind of first of all that um, taking refuge in one's moral standards in one's what one has done <coughs> and this is a kind of pruning of the mind pruning of the mind's concerns because a lot of the time we are, our minds are concerned with what we might say external to our actions other people's actions um, situations in the world around us mm. you know concern, these concerns which are you know can keep flooding in so if we're worried or planning or you know whatever so the first thing we do is is in order to 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 prune that you've got to come into deliberate steady reflection on your own moral actions and sense of uh, honor respect um, staying true to what you've said uh, harmlessness and so forth honestly harm these moral standards not so you just that's why of course we uh, you know refresh our precepts every two weeks and every day you're encouraged to consider you know is anything one's said done or even sustained thought in ways that are you know malicious or deceitful or covetous or whatever you know or 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 lustful even it's kind of training the mind remember your gold what your gold is your real good stuff so you keep dwelling in that bringing it to mind and so this actually requires thought but it's a instead of associative wandering thought it's a clear and energetic sustaining reflection in time doing that just sustaining asking yourself questioning yourself what does it feel like so this applying this vitaka a particular theme then sustaining it reflecting on it gathering in results vichara what does it feel like to sense one is blameless or if one has made an error that one acknowledges that feeling that Hmm. And uh, so, you know, it's rather like making any resolution. You can think it and go, oh, yeah, so what? It slides away again. But you want to stay with it long enough till you get the result. The result is a certain sense of relief, uh, a centering, you know, clarity, a sense of brightness. You know, you've got your, you've found your your moral body, you might say, which is often mixed up with the affairs and concerns of the world around us so this is actually using applied and sustained thought any sense of ill will or you know regret one has guilt one has just check those things out is there a way we can put that aside? Very helpful.
So actually using the thinking mind, so instead of just cutting it off, we're employing its energies in a skillful way to brighten the heart. And really, if one does almost no more than this, you know, steadily feeling it out, the qualities of generosity or virtue, renunciation, the result will be a sense of inner happiness. And that itself will tend to prune or reduce the amount of proliferation, doubt, worry, agitation and concern that's going on in the world around you. Actually, making your own place. The only bit you can be responsible for, really, ultimately, is this. The rest of it, you don't know. This one you can be responsible for. And it's not intellectually complicated, so the mind loses interest. You've got to keep coming back to it till you get that quality of, of, uh, of brightness and a certain centering. Putting other things aside. This gives rise to self respect. Self respect is a doorway to experiencing goodwill towards oneself. To think that you get a sense of feeling the goodness. Some inspiration. This is very important. You base that quality of feeling good not upon other issues, concerns, other people think or say or do, but really on your self-respect and that. may even find in that that uh, your, your bodily sense becomes more apparent. There's quite a lot of uh, um, people in the world are able to, you know, basically dissociate. It's just up in their heads and thinking, carrying huge amounts of tension and stress around without hardly knowing it because the, the mind can dissociate from the body. And it's a way we don't really feel the results, the effects of what you've been doing. I think if people really felt the results of their immoral actions, uh, they wouldn't do it. Well, they don't. The mind skips off to the next idea, the next thought, the next excitement. It's in your body you feel the sense of defensiveness or pressure or agitation. So this taking the precepts in the... Uh, the moral sense helps you to feel at ease and centered in yourself and some happiness in that. And you take that deeper by going into the bodily sense. And uh, my, generally, myself, I would recommend, um, you know, when you're doing something like mindfulness of breathing, to just wait until the breathing comes to you. It shouldn't be something you have to, you know, 
search for. And it comes when your body feels relaxed and bright. And it's, it's, not a, it's not a goal in itself, remember. You know, it's not as if mindfulness of breathing is the one and only thing. But it's helpful. But sense of getting into your, into your body, the feeling around the eyes, forehead, shoulders, places where the joints meet the, the body, where the arms meet the body, all these places where you can get tension. Wherever there's a joint, there can be a sense of tension of holding it. These are the places you want to kind of steadily sweep through with awareness and attention, brightening, checking out. Here you can develop a quality of specific attention. So this counteracts the tendency for us to drift in meditation where you kind of feel you're there but you're not, there's not much specific um, reference as far as like having a tyre, a car tyre with no treads on it. It's sort of on the road but it hasn't got much grip. And uh, getting the grip, getting the treads back on the on the tyre is really feeling the specific qualities of your left hand, your right hand, your left leg, your right leg, your left foot, your right foot, palm of your hand, each finger, getting good at actually noticing really what's happening, walking around your face, each eye, the cheeks, the mouth, the jaw, feeling what's there, sensations, qualities of warmth or brightness, energies, sense of strong energy, weak energy, agitation, trembling. So you get sensations, energies, and feeling, pleasure, pain. This is the language of the body. And your intention, mental intention, which has a particular energy to it, is to attend steady, take your time, receptive, steadying, attention, and that's always the quality of just the general kind presence, like massage. And doing this around your body, and the thing about it is you can get quite uh, specific and systematic, you know, sweeping from the top of your head down to your feet through each limb, it gives the mind something to do, otherwise the mind that's normally busy doing things can feel, get restless, agitated, and you start to look at or experience particular ways in which by direct access to the body you can bring around real feelings of well-being, clarity, strength. places where it's painful get the sense of uh, a wide reference so you might feel pain in your side 
try to feel the whole body so that rather than just focus on that pain itself so it's rather like uh, sweeping your attention from the painful to the neutral places it's like there's a particular soothing that can come with that You begin to experience this rhythmic quality of breathing. Learn, learn the qualities of that, the breathing out, the pausing, the in-breathing. See whether there's anything checking it, or it seems... Hurried, see if you can slow it down. Pausing longer. If you pause longer, it will radically affect the energy. It will slow your mind down. This is why it is a skillful means. The breath will affect the mind. So even if your nose is blocked or you've got a cold or something like that, you may feel the breathing in your belly, keep your chest relaxed. Or you may feel it more as just a quality of um, something brightening and something softening, more like an energy change. If your breath is very subtle, you won't feel the physical sense of it. Um, in in meditation, when it becomes pretty still, uh, your physical breathing seems almost to disappear, and you get something more like a certain uh, vitality. That's why it's useful to get uh, reference to the energy of the breath, the breathing energy, because even when the physical sensations quiet down, the breath energy becomes stronger actually. Get a sense of brightness, like a glowing quality. Glowing is the visual metaphor, um, feeling of tingling or warmth or space. And it's it's um, pleasant. Useful to keep bearing that quality in mind into terms of the body, so you, you don't get caught in the any the emotional spin-off of that. We get excited, so to ground it in the body. So it's limiting our concerns and basing our concerns on something we actually have some say over. world of events we don't have much say over, we have some say over, the world of immediate 
inner events we have much more say over get strong in that and then that gives one the base to work more clearly and dispassionately in the world of external events this is the logic of samadhi one kind of logic of it the other is that you gives you a basis for insight into sensations, form, perceptions, feelings, the aggregates. Uh, it's changeable and is part of nature rather than oneself. So this is the liberating insight. 